0: And we live, baby. GMGM. GM.
1: What's good? Here? GM
2: Pimps. GMGM, GM, everyone. GMGM. GM. <laughs> Cozy, did you see the uh, carbon-based tweet with that whiskey chair?
0: No.
1: What happened? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 20,000, 20 stack whiskey chair. Not meant for everybody. Not within put... reach, but it's in reach for me, Pimps. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah,
2: it's called design within reach, but the whiskey bottle's like on the floor by your feet, like so you can kick it. Uh, like, I don't know if thought that was a good idea It's like instead of a footrest It's a whiskey rest But you can kick it over and like
0: uh, this is basically is like a oh fucking my God. coaster a Why do they call coaster? it design within reach? I don't think a $17,000 chair to hold your whiskey Is within reach for most people I might buy it as a treat for myself But I don't think this is very feasible for most people Not within reach uh, He's fucking hilarious Um <clears throat> And uh yeah, avid whiskey drinker uh I'll be going down to visit him in a couple weeks.
2: Whiskey's so good
0: <laughs> whiskey's so good, yeah, yeah it
1: depends which. the wh- Hibiki master Hibiki.
0: ooh, you're a Hibiki drinker entrepreneur. yeah i've got some I've yeah. got some habiki here really you know uh
1: go to eighty bucks that's all that's all I got right now
0: and a past life uh. The Alchemist was um, perusing the world of Japanese steakhouses and sushi places. Mm. He used to be a skilled sushi chef. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I drank a lot of Japanese whiskey. I got really into to, uh, probably alcohol in general, like learning more about alcohol when I was there um, for like pairing purposes, but learning a lot about whiskey and sake. Japanese whiskey like is my shit. Lower percentage? Lower percentage?
3: Like no, lower percentage alcohol. No? No?
0: I don't, think so. I
1: don't think so. I used to be a Blue Label Maxi, and then somebody was like, dude, this is way better. It's like 80 bucks. It's like half the price. I was like, fuck it. So now I just drink a Ibiki. I'll drink some artisanal shit down here in Brazil sometimes, but mainly just buy the Ibiki.
0: You know, I wish DK was on right now because there is a... There were two, actually, whiskeys that he put me on do while we were traveling around a year or two ago together, and uh, I can't fucking think of it. But I was drinking it in New York, at the hotel we were at, um, and like after after I had after he got it for me the first night, everywhere we went, I asked if they had it, and now I can't fucking think of it. But yeah, DK, uh, DK is a, a whiskey guy himself. Mm uh so yeah thanks everyone for joining us today we have marty backyard bound goblin hound and the jc denton any of you guys get the Celestia airdrop i uh i unfortunately was blocked out of that and when i traveled to my other home in a region that was uh would have allowed me to to claim I kept getting other errors, so I was like, fuck this.
2: Yeah, it took me a while, hmm. but what
3: qualifies <laughs> you for it?
1: Oh, you guys live in restricted areas? Come on, guys. Come to Brazil. Come come be free. What about uh, the land of the free? Got to take I just a vacation happened... to
2: France, cozy. He...
0: Yeah, I got to go back. <laughs> um, you got to go riot, you know? You, know? you, you got to go as, riot
2: uh, to join
1: French, to get your Frenchmanship.
0: As much shit-talking as there is about, like, France and French people... Uh, I loved like being in France. It was it was probably one of my favorite like countries I've traveled around. Uh, nobody was an asshole. Like the stereotype that French people are are assholes. Yeah, the food was, was, form, but, yeah, the food the was great. Amazing. Food is unbelievable. Um, uh, all of the the, the old museums, old, like, all the fucking. Cool.
3: I didn't, and we we didn't, didn't see that. any riots. There was zero riots.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go to any of the museums. Inside, I was outside the Louvre um, just because I was busy with work stuff when I went the first year. And then um, when I actually had time to myself, it was outside of Paris when I was traveling around. But yeah, I enjoyed like pretty much every city that I was in. I didn't really make a plan when I had gone. We just, uh, we were kind of planning like two, three days in advance. So we just like train to a city and be like, all right, this is cool. How long do we want to stay here? uh all right what's next and all i knew is oh, the only thing we knew is that we had to be in the south of france by you know a certain date because we were flying out of nice um but That's great. yeah it was a good time uh, I, I liked i liked uh
1: paris we were there for a month this year year. museums the food we were actually there during the uh the trash amazing two meters of trash uh strikes and the riots. <laughs> Dude, they were fucking going to war, dude. That shows. Okay. Insane. So you were
0: there when it was happening. Because when we showed up for cc uh, you know, it was just after that. And you, yeah, you really couldn't tell right in before. the city. No, no so I was I was it. staying in
1: this uh this little nice little rich area, I guess. Surprisingly I picked the right Airbnb. It was a A little nice neighborhood. They had private street cleaning, private trash. So you didn't see any of that shit until you went, like, you know, the Eiffel Tower, all the shit, right? But it was kind of fucked up because they were total assholes to us until I was like, oh, look, dude, I'm from Brazil, okay? Here's my Brazilian passport. And then they were like, oh, this guy's from a third-world country. We have to help him, right? We had to go to the hospital. I'll make this story short, okay? I'll make the story a little short. We went to the hospital for my wife for for some shit like emergency room right we have insurance we have all that we go to the front desk the lady's like you know fuck you i don't speak english like you know you're a piece of shit and you could just tell like oh she was like really heated and we're like hey like where's the emergency room where can we find it you know we're not from here it's our first time Nah, fuck you okay no problem so then i pull out the brazilian passport it's like hey look here lady i'm from brazil We really need some help. If you could help us out, I know you don't speak English, but if you could just point and I'm trying to do the translator. And she was in
0: perfect English. Oh, you sweet, sweet, Go down there. Go down there. there,
1: Make a fucking left. (laughs) Make another left. And there's the front (laughs) door. And that's where you need to be. And I was like, I thought you didn't speak English, you motherfucker. And then I walked outside.
0: Maybe it's because, you know, like my outside of me, like I'm the only fair skinned person in my family. So. Maybe that's why we were, everyone was so nice to us. (laughs) You know, my... my, Yeah, uh, yeah, like my wife is like almost black, you know? like
3: Sometimes Europeans think I'm American, even though I'm not, because I speak in like English that sounds American to them.
0: Yeah, even with your thick accent?
3: Yeah, I don't have a thick Russian accent, so they think I'm American. (laughs)
0: <laughs> if you're not Russian, you're American. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're back, the in, back in the 60s, boys. <laughs> yeah, no, it's amazing. But no, I really, really enjoyed French.
2: Yeah.
0: People that uh, pretend
2: they don't know English, but they understand it perfectly well is staggering. They yeah, just like they don't want to be out. They don't want to fuck with you. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah like, literally, I could be helped, but go you fuck yourself. <laughs> like, even if it's with, like five seconds of effort for me to save your entire day. Yeah, yeah it's I had like a... she, she wanted
1: to. You know, she wanted to just piss me off. And I was like, just make it easier, on us, lady, please. You know, everybody else was cool, but just this one lady, I will always remember that fucking lady.
0: I only had one person do us bogus, and it was. It, uh, I get it. <laughs> he was trying to help out <laughs> the uh, the the home people first, but uh, we were leaving Disney, and the train said uh, something had happened with like the train that was going back towards the cities and uh the only way to get back was the shuttle and they had one bus that was going that direction and it wasn't even like a traditional shuttle it was a regular bus that was making stops along the whole way to like where we had to go so we were like all right fuck it we're gonna have to do this but we didn't realize that was like for everyone so when we asked the guy where to go he told us like the wrong end to go get on the the shuttle at so like the only the reason we knew is because there was fucking nobody over there and there were just like thousands of people over on the other side uh, of this parking lot, like waiting in an area. So we go and we like jog over there and getting onto the bus, it was like, it was like the videos you see of like, uh, like uh, uh, people escaping into like another country and when it's just like thousands of people flooding into, you know, like some small tight like area, but we're on a bus. So it's like, as soon as they open the bus doors, Everyone's trying to slam themselves through the door and like just trampling like women, children, like you fucking name it. There are people that were just like doing anything they could to get on like right then. So like the third or fourth bus, maybe uh, we were going to get on. And we were like right in the front and I've got my son's like hand. And as the door opens, I have these two guys that like literally like jump over him. So I'm like on the bus stair trying to pull him up and I can't pull him up because like there's so many people, you know, pushing through to try to get in that he's stuck. So I just like freaked out and I started pushing people like literally shoving them off the bus. I'm
1: strapped, bro. I'm strapped, bro. Better back. I
0: wish. If we were here, yeah, that, that would have been the case. But get the fuck back guys. right now. Get the fuck back. It's <laughs> my bus. bus. <laughs> it's my bus now. Oh. Single file line. It, we're, this, was this was at Disney Paris. <laughs> Disney Paris, yeah. Oh, yeah. I rented Holy a car shit. because I don't do
1: that shit. I don't do the, the full public transportation. I, I'm like a claustrophobic one in that situation. I'll just start screaming at people.
0: Well, the train infrastructure is fucking amazing there. Like, uh, I don't know if it's like that. uh, I don't know if it's like that throughout all of Europe, um, but at least in France, the uh, like long distance city to city train system was like second to none. Um, All Europe's pretty good.
1: Pretty good. We did all the interior. It was
3: good in Spain too. Yeah,
0: the first class trains uh, are, are nice. Love it, love it.
2: First class, loved it. Germany's trash. Yeah. Public charging. I've heard that. Actually yeah, the Autobahn, a few people, I've cars.
0: I've heard that their their trains are like really trash there. That they're like not on time at all. That like they sell your seats. Like, you know, yep. you get on and there's like um Yeah, that that was not the case on uh French trains, you know, like they were they were pretty on top of who was who was on after you were on and if you're in the area you're supposed to be in. Um and they didn't wait for fucking anyone. Like the train was showing no, up. Dude, Phil, no, dude, no, was early, And there's nobody it was to help you.
1: Too. Yeah, nobody's to help you. You just got to get on. It's so funny because it's the Shenzhen area, right? So it's supposed to be freedom of travel, right? And we're going from Switzerland to Italy. And there's like customs boards the fucking train. And I'm like, hey, guys, I thought this was freedom of travel. And I was like just being a jackass, right? And they were like. Oh, your passport, please. And do you have anything to declare? I'm like, of course not, bro. Here's my passport and my wife's passport. And I was like, come on, guys.
0: What happened to the freedom of travel? And they were like,
1: fuck you. <laughs> like, we could do whatever we want. I was like, yeah. they must have been looking for somebody, you know?
0: It says right here, we can do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, I was like, come on. There's no, no customs or nothing and whatever.
1: I I, didn't, I was just being a jackass, right? Typical American, you know, typical
0: in, uh, in Europe or land typical America and so on to the crypto stuff. So uh was anyone here impacted by the Unibot uh debacle? No, what happened?
1: I I read nope. some stuff but didn't
0: happen. Pretty much time. they had a new router that <clears throat> was exploited. So anyone who had approved tokens on uh this new router um were susceptible to being exploited, having their assets taken. There was like mm-hmm. 500 and something thousand, I think. Um, it wasn't anything too crazy, but it's like, I'm I don't know. We talked about it. We talked about it a bit yesterday. I was more so asking because, you know, if it happened with Unibot, do you guys think that Banana, Maestro, all these other bots are next? Um, seems like there's usually like a right? it seems like there's usually like a domino effect like when there's something that happens with one of these very shortly after the forked version of that you know it occurs on the and Maestro was technically first right but um, I just feel like I don't know if I were if I were a young degen. Looking to snipe the hottest assets, I may want to just use Dex Screener and uh, <laughs> and a fucking Dex for now <laughs> versus uh, using a pop but to each their own.
2: Yeah, it's two things it's when you fork, and especially in DeFi or crypto because there's a lot of money involved, and just simply copy paste. You don't understand the code and where the holes are, and you get that Swiss cheese problem where, like, you remove something or add something, and because you don't understand the code, you break it or you leave the security gaps in there, and that's absolutely an issue. I mean, by far. But also, number two is like, dude, you don't know who's making these Telegram bots, and it doesn't have nearly the same. I, you're get. I think you give up your seed phrase, right? Like, you, you're giving up wallet control for the Telegram bot to. To do the trades for you and who is i don't know it's like people sending nudes on snapchat back when at least when it first came out it's like every dev that's working on that product has access to the servers and like in snapchat's case like dude they see everything and there's probably no protections and when you are a dev working on a telegram bot like you're almost certainly going to have access to everybody's wallets and if you're putting your like <laughs> anything more than like one eth on something or like like something that you like can't afford to lose you're you might not yet be ready for the on-chain dgen experience i think
3: you gotta treat it like I, gambling you do it until you win and then you stop and you wait until something big gets exploited yeah and then you go in again <laughs> like, until
2: there's some kind of tech like where you
3: can martingale like
2: guarantee the security like like encrypting or something i don't even trust it, it like because like you don't know who's making the telegram bots they could be living in a place where five dollars is like a week of food and if you yeah i would say like paying, that's like, the biggest thing of right dollars and there's thousands of you doing it like 500k could change that guy's life, and all you had to do was write a telegram bot, which is a joke, and some like API calls to different like RPCs or exchanges. So,
0: that's yeah, I would say out. that's the biggest thing that like you don't know, um, like who is creating these in a lot of instances, and because of that, you don't know the way that, um, the <clears throat> key pairs are being generated who has access to those if it if it is stored like if those pks are stored on a server somewhere in most cases they're not right they're they're determinist, deterministically generated and but they probably operate like most non-custodial wallets uh where you know the the team behind the project has no idea like who is uh the, like what person is actually creating a wallet, or what addresses or public key is tied to that? Um, for them, it may just be like I don't know, in a in a like banana bot case, right? Like it may just be like a user ID number or a Telegram user ID number um, uh, versus like a, an email address or or something else that some of these other platforms may be using. Uh, All just seems like a
1: fucking mess when you give up control, right? Like, oh, once you give up the seed phrase, once you give up your access, then what's the fucking point? It's not a centralized thing, right? It kind of defeats the whole purpose.
0: Yeah, my, my kind of take has always been like what Denton said, they're like, you know, these are tools, right? And like they, they serve a purpose, but um, they're not wallets themselves. Just because they provide a wallet for you to, you know, do some function, doesn't mean that you should replace your traditional wallets or custody solutions for this. Um, you know, you're, you should be sending money in to use the tool. Once you're done removing it from the tool, uh, which is cumbersome, but you know, I think that is like the trade-off that kind of should be made. Like, you know, you're adding an extra step. You're taking away from the user experience that you could have uh, in order to ensure that your funds are safe, right? Um, And it's always in hindsight that you're like, fuck, I wish I would have done this. It would have been so easy. It would have been an extra 10 seconds, you know, of my time. But in the moment, you're always thinking, you know, I can't waste 10 seconds, you know. Oh, like this new shit coin is going to be up five X before I approve a transaction if I'm sending money around. And, um, I found that it's just not worth it. What I said to someone on Twitter is like, uh, it's not that people that aren't using these don't do things on chain. It's, it's that a lot of the people who've been around for a little while understand that if they don't need to be first into something that has a 10,000 or $50,000 market cap, when it's going to, uh 100x, 10x, 20x whatever. Like you just don't care because you already have money, right? Like you you're fine with the 10x <laughs> because you were a little bit slower uh, than getting the 15x because you were you got it in immediately. Uh and the trade-off being that you know that you controlled your money the whole time, right? Like there's no uh
3: it just changed the meta for the low end. Like it yeah. does give you the chance to get like a thousand X, but that thousand X is gonna be on like pennies, if you. Yeah, might. it'll
0: be it'll be on hundred and fifty dollars, you know, two hundred dollars or less. something. You, yeah, even so, less maybe. Um, which, like, by no means am I am I hating on? I still love to like you know, throw change at uh, at new shitters, and like that's how I first, I think, got excited about. Uh, trading shit coins you know not just mining them and dumping them was ether delta like you know us having our little bots and like you know buying 20 50 of new listings and watching those like fly or or shoot right to zero it was like the first uh you know uniswap kind of degen experience before uniswap existed um so yeah like i i'm totally right there with everyone on like having ways to, to, to be first into things with no liquidity, but, um, you should always be conscious of the non-zero chance when you're using tooling, you don't fully control that, uh, there are (coughs) things out of your control that, um, could result in loss of funds. It's like why a lot of, I think, protocols like, you know, it's, you want to partner with people because, There are problem spaces that, you know, there are other groups that have more uh, background or have gotten further in uh, that it would be best to lean on or, you know, work together to build something. But the part that sucks with a lot of partnerships and integrations is you're now relying on some third party, so you're now exposing your users or your protocol to third-party protocol risk, right? Like, um, so it's like a lot of, there's always this balance between like building things in house so that you know that if something goes wrong it's on you and it's contained and building something that's intertwined with another protocol because you know that you know if there aren't certain safeguards in place or if uh you know some zero day event were to occur that um on their protocol that it's also like your protocol that's suffering the loss That's my tangent on that. <laughs> yeah, no thanks, no thanks, no thanks
1: on any of that, right? Yeah. I never, I never did any of these Telegram bots. I never did any of that shit. Um, even now, we're trying to limit all counterparty risk that we have on sensewise exchanges. So for me, it's always a no. Uh,
0: there was also the Frax DNS hijacking yesterday. Um, I didn't catch I went out uh I was out trick-or-treating, so I didn't catch up on if any funds were actually lost from it, but you see that happening every once in a while. Um there's another protocol called Onyx that lost like two point one mil um in a hack. There's just always stuff popping off, but the the bot one worries me because it's something that is How's the best way to put it? I don't know. Easily accessible and and uh, tooling that like um, retail would use more than like something like Onyx that nobody's ever fucking heard of. But like a <laughs>
3: DNS a DNS hijack could really fuck over a lot of people totally, that use the totally. front end of some website. It, it yeah, worries. yeah. Like
0: the Curve one was pretty bad. I think it's
3: like such a like it's it, it's such a like how do you even call it like a bottleneck or something like because people don't pay that much for dns the dns companies don't really provide you like a premium service like they treat you as anyone else meanwhile there's like billions of dollars on the line
0: yeah they were able to fix it pretty quick um i want to say it was like two hours maybe um that it took them but yeah i mean that kind of shit is uh, i like dangerous. i've seen
3: sites of like uh like smaller cap points get taken down because people just report them and the DNS company just takes it at face value that, like, the people reporting are on it. And then it, like, takes, like, a week to solve
0: it. It's, it's really retarded. They got this solved pretty fast. Um, yeah, good to see. They've uh, they've stood the test of time there. I they keep chugging along. I've always loved Forex. What else popping off? Uh We got Solana. Solana pushing. Yeah, Solana. Solana Manlet's fucking rejoicing. Listen, I got the uh, Solana phone.
3: I got the Solana phone when it was new. It paid for itself more than two times over now because of the free mints you got with it.
0: With the airdrops? Yeah. Were you you practicing the ABS strategy? Always be selling?
3: (laughs) Uh, Well, I've held it until now, so... Not That's the
0: Solana. Awesome. I mean. uh Oh,
3: the NFTs. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent.
0: I was gonna say I want to see some of those. Uh, <laughs> horny. It's like, Ansem. Really waiting for Solana to be forty dollars to start bull mm-hmm. posting about it again. Shake my head. <laughs> yeah,
1: everybody's talking about Solana now, right? So local top soon. Let uh. No, my whole let, thing is if FTX isn't dance isn't fucking couple selling days, into so. this. Yeah, yeah, let it let it have some wiggle room. But if Galaxy and FTX aren't selling into this rally and they're gonna come back and oh, we're fucking diamond handing this shit, then they're yeah. they're are insane. This is insane. Come on, guys, you guys have to pay back creditors. Creditors, you guys should be selling into this rally, no doubt. The, well, Not there's the zero chance
0: bands. that they're going to um, they're going to you know decide that they're gonna keep it. Like they have like ten percent over ten percent that they need to unload before, what is it, uh, 2000 and, is it next year, 2024? Or is it longer? I don't know. They have they have over 10%, though, that they're going to have to liquidate. Now, whether, like, uh, I, I don't know how Galaxy would get out of that either. Um, they're kind of beholden to paying back their creditors, and I think they would just get a fucking order to liquidate all those assets <laughs> yeah
1: they should just yeah that's the whole thing they should be t whopping the top but t out you know they need to be getting out of these positions to pay back creditors. if I, I gotta go look at the original numbers when they put them out of how much coins they had at on what days and then go do what it's all worth now in theory they haven't told anything right then i, I the hole wasn't I, oh, it's not insane the hole was fucking big but if if Shade's back, then like it's not totally out of the question that they could even be somewhat close. I got I gotta do the math before to back that one up, but that's my uh redacted theory right now is that they're getting close.
0: Getting close to uh, you gotta pay
1: to solvency and but they gotta uh, pay got John Ray the third and his bills for seven years, right? So ten years. He milked Enron for seven years, bro. That guy's like the best yeah. to ever
0: do it. <laughs> yeah. They're so done. Imagine um, having
1: two fucking jobs your whole life, Enron and FTX. That's it. Not your dad. whole life, but you know, for the most most of your adult life.
0: And imagine those being the two. Like, what an absolute legend.
1: Yeah, gonna, we need a book. We need a fucking that, go get a biography on this
0: guy. That's that meme where like, you know, the little the little girl is sitting on the dad's lap and she's like, Daddy, why didn't you go to blah 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 blah? and uh, he's like well because i i only had two jobs i worked for ftx and enron and the little little boys like fucking legend yeah <laughs> fucking legend fucking legend love that. i um i i can't help but like as much as i want to support like uh i should frame it this way as much as i love uh all of the tech like behind Solana because it fits more into my system architecture ethos or like what I think you know uh would perform best. But what people fail to understand is that like that stuff doesn't matter. You know, like nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about I shouldn't say nobody. Retail doesn't care about the things that we think they will care about. than the things that we think would matter, like, well, it's really fast and it's really cheap. And how you fast know, can <laughs> they uh, don't care. So fucking fast, bro. <laughs> this thing can process so many transactions in a block. Um, that, um, we, we've seen it time and time again, right? Like history doesn't repeat, but it often rhymes. And in, in crypto's case, it just has a different ticker. Um, and, you know, I was a big supporter of like the Bitcoin forks when Bitcoin forked and not because I like aligned with that group of people. I probably did more than the, the small blockers because they're commies, but um, <laughs> more so because I, I believe in the idea that of open like permissionless systems. And if you if if Bitcoin is what it is described as in the white paper then forking should be allowed and should be encouraged because like we should be encouraging experiments and having the best one like win uh was always kind of my my outlook on it so i had a lot of hate in the 2017 like time period cycle because i was a huge supporter of like that fork happening and the reasonings that you know people who are really into Solana, the things they care about are the same things that I care about and that I cared about. You know, I I thought for this to be money and for people to use this, it has to be cheap. It has to be fast. We have to be able to use this as peer-to-peer cash, just like it says in the white paper. But you realize that like people don't care about that. They care about like the strong narrative um, and, you know, like what, where, where capital is. Like, where is liquidity? Where is economic activity? Where is, you know, the the naughty word? We don't like to say yield. Um, That's what people are are looking for. And the other thing is, like, people are are creatures of habit, and they like to find a home where they're comfortable at. I've talked about this a bit in the past, my, like, nation-state theory on crypto, where, you know, like, uh, it's just like where you live. Right. Like when you're you're born somewhere, if you if you decide to move somewhere and make it your home, you don't the ninety nine point nine nine percent of people don't set up homes uh, in a bunch of other countries. They live in one country and they vacation to the other places for little bits of time. They spend their money. Maybe if they go to a casino there, they make some money. They either don't bring back, you know, they come back with less than they had or they bring back money back to their home and then they stay there. And they engage in economic activity there, and they use the services there, um, and they, you know, they're not using services, they're not flying to go get their haircut, fucking in Brazil when they live in the United States. Um, and it's the same way with crypto. When if you are someone that uses uh, Ethereum services and like Ethereum L2 DeFi, you're not gonna, you aren't gonna just go and use also things on Solana um, until you've chosen that, like, unless you're just vacationing, right? Like you're not going to like make that your home all of a sudden. Um, And because there's so much, like, I think people like forget that part of it when they uh, are making these theses about like tokens that are not BTC or ETH moving into BTC or ETH's position.
1: I got something on that. Anybody listening, that's what they should have done with Unibot. When you're done making money with Unibot, you should pull out the money and go back to your home. Go back to your native chain. Don't fucking keep the money on Unibot. It's not that hard, guys. How about that?
0: No, Using those like, um,
1: thesis in
2: practice.
0: Yeah. I And don't get me wrong. We're talking a lot like on uh, the negatives of like using these bots yesterday and today but like i love Unibot. there's a couple other ones that i use too there's one's co- one coming out called alfred one coming out called rampage that i'm going to try out i love trying out and playing with these bots my my message to people is like don't use them as wallets you know just because they offer if you win a, big a pull
3: you, out and chill out yeah
0: yeah just because they offer don't you double a double down to use the tool doesn't mean that that should become your primary wallet because those were a lot of the comments I was seeing like, yeah, well, BananaBot became my my mobile wallet. And like that's like right there is, is you know, the worst decision you're making for the next year of your, your crypto experience. Um, like it shouldn't become your wallet, your mobile wallet. You should still have a mobile wallet and you should be sending money to the bot to make your trades. Maybe it's for a few days you keep it there. Maybe you're in and out, and you're you're a spastic trader like myself, and you know you're pulling money out after uh, an hour. But um, uh, you know you should be using it as a, a secondary tool because um there are tons of advantages. You know like the sniping, the MEV protection, the the copy trading. You know the front running. There's all these features that you aren't going to get from a traditional like Dex trading experience that you can get on there. Um. So the UX is like great for them for like the UX is great using these bots. Um, the problem is the, the, the comments I've been seeing on, well, these are, these are now wallets for people. And like, you know, it's just not what they are. They're not a wallet. Um, can't fix it yeah, because for, you can't fix it. But. Yeah. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. Hmm. Um, <laughs> what else is going on? um uh, there's one of the ball talk
1: later so let's let's leave Vaultalk talk on the shelf until uh a little yeah bit yeah later. you guys are around 2 p.m Eastern we'll be talking balls oh future shop.
0: futures comes to uh to New York Mondays. on coinbase what are what are your thoughts on that uh Marty or is New York can't, back you, baby
1: I don't know but I don't get it can't you already just trade Cme uh I don't
0: York? know if you can't in it. I don't I don't know if you can in of course New York. you can. Of course you can.
1: That's where all those pimps trade is on CME. Retail? It's, it's, uh, you need like 2,000 bucks or something to trade futures.
0: Right. I didn't know if they had it uh, accessible to retail in New No, York. New I think York's you really have to, weird. it's not as easy, no, it's not as
1: easy, right? I think you have to go through your account, your, not on like Robinhood, but on like TD Ameritrade or Schwab or whatever, and you have to apply or whatever, prove that you know something about futures and options, and then you can get um, access to CME futures. But yeah, I mean, it's it's not easy, right? So if you can just go on Coinbase, I don't know, make, you know, take a photo of your ID, upload your phone bill, whatever. And in like five, 10 minutes, you could be trading futures. Then that's just another tool to add to the toolbox in terms of trading um, instruments to trade. But I, I really think it's like two
2: grand to trade futures
1: i think it's 25 grand for day trade limit but i think it's and there's no day trade limit on futures so day trade limit for stocks is 25k but i really think it's like two grand or something to trade futures on cme maybe the margin requirement's a little bit different maybe i'm talking out my ass but um yeah it's just another good product for the good old people of new york that have access to nothing they don't have anything
0: Dude is from the block absolutely ecstatic right now screaming New York is back baby at the block headquarters
1: all the homeless people and immigrant issue that they have going on right now I'm, I'm good
0: you know growing up in Chicago I had this like I had this deep hatred for New York uh, mm-hmm. in my younger mm-hmm. age. I don't know why it's like there's an inherent rivalry between like who's the best big city in America um and yeah so i I just like my the aesthetic vision i had of new york growing up was always you know what it is uh dirty (laughs) smelly big cats yeah and then i go there when i'm older you know instead of spending uh you know significant amounts of time there and it's like, oh, it's actually a really nice city, except it's smelly, it's dirty, it's full of rats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I've, I've like, I've tried to stay out of New York, other than going for events. Uh, even though, like, I do enjoy the city. There's great food. Uh, nightlife is nice. Um, you know, I don't know what nice hotels. <laughs> yeah, you just need
1: money. You just need that that paper, boy. You know, if the you go to China, New York, we got a couple. Of- that fucking couple of bucks in your pocket, you're not doing anything. But if you're gonna go spend six hundred bucks on dinner and dude, I was thinking last time I was in New York, I spent like seven grand a night doing nothing crazy, just regular fancy boy shit. You know, Running like absolutely wild. And it's like Jesus Christ, I could have the same amount of fun in any other city for months with that kind of money.
0: Just that regular fancy boy shit. My enough. You know, just a what, what's a, no.
1: what's the guys? What's the chair? It's reachable or something.
0: What's the name of the chair? Within reach. Within. Yeah, I know it's
1: not within reach. Seven grand in a night for a lot of people, but it's in my, it's in reach for me. Or whatever
0: the fuck. Oh. Yeah. So sorry, good. babe. Lovely not guy. tonight. The YouTuber just posted a four-hour video essay about a whiskey chair, I've never heard of that mm-hmm. before.
1: <laughs> Gonna have to watch that one.
0: Uh, I will say one other thing I wanted to cover uh, that I don't know too much about yet. I'm doing my homework today. I might set up an account for us, Sanko TV, uh, over at Sanko Game Corp. Uh, you guys, I know Denton's familiar with uh, with DMT and Sanko. I would assume that you are too, Uh, bad to mm-hmm. work. uh But they have now come out with uh, it, it's kind of like a token gated uh, Twitch. Platform hmm. called Sanko TV, and um, it looks really cool. I love uh, the private rooms. Yeah, I I like the uh, the kind of nostalgic uh, old school schizo um, <laughs> mixed with retro vid- retro yeah. '90s gaming design. <laughs> love that. Um, yeah, pretty cool though. Um, if you have not checked it out yet, you know, check out at least swing over to their twitter <laughs> senko game corp check out some of the videos on there they have of people uh people streaming um i'll probably set it up today and um depending on how piping works uh mm-hmm. we may be able to to cross stream these with uh with senko tv no, that would yeah be they no fun, yesterday.
1: i just looked at it looks great
2: Oh, nice, yeah. If you're nostalgic for the web of the late 90s, this is for you.
0: I need their minion mascot.
2: Man, it looks like a website I made.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got to jump off, things, but
1: enjoy the show later.
0: Yep, yep, later, later. Got to run, got to lunch. I became a... I started becoming a... A game dev yesterday, boys. I downloaded Unity. I've got my uh, got a cozy VRM up in there. Really, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to import it into. I have this VRM model of like my cozy cat, and I wanted to import it into VRChat so that I could, you know, be my cozy in VRChat. The problem is that like none of the shit is compatible for Macs, even with the new uh, silicone chips. like none of it is is built for Mac, uh, works for Mac. You have to run like everything in in uh, your terminal for for all the VRChat shit, and then like all the Unity shit that you need to like convert your V Vroids or VRMs to VRChat models or, like uh, third-party plugin packages that you have to load the exact one to match with your fucking version, and they all have to be aligned. Does it work with like, Bootcamp? Dude, uh, what I used was uh, there's something called UTM that lets you run Windows on Mac. The problem is that it, whatever version it had, I forgot. Like it wasn't it wasn't the version that, um, the VR chat, like uh, creator stuff was in. So I couldn't download any of the. Uh, VR chat plugins that I needed, packages I needed for Unity um, to like port it over. So I spent like three hours last night loading all these packages and like making my character so that it would be perfect and, and fit all the criteria to, to be imported. And then when I go to like uh, uh, build it and run it so I can I can export it, um it's telling me like I'm missing packages because they they kept timing out. So uh if you are a listener, if you are familiar with or spend a lot of time in VR chat, if you have built your own um Vroids and um <laughs> converted them, uh I will happily pay you to spend an hour of your time uh Maybe not even. Maybe it'll take you like 30 minutes because the character's already made. Uh, I could send you the Unity files, and you would just need to fucking run it and export it um, for me to upload. (laughs) I'm being crippled by my Mac, Denton. (laughs)
3: Uh, I just had to reinstall Windows on my fucking laptop because it was stuck in the troubleshooting loop of Windows 11.
0: Yeah, like UTM is great on on Macs for, for running Windows or Linux. Like you can run like the newest Ubuntu uh, builds and a bunch of other ones they have templates for. The problem is that if you're running Windows, uh, they only provide you with up to Windows 11 and the versions that they provide you, uh, I think are only the X64 version. And obviously, like if you're using a PC, that will work sometimes and sometimes it won't. It's kind of crazy
2: that the uh, Unity up there is not Mac friendly. It's Macs are like overwhelmingly like, productivity tools.
0: Unity is Mac friendly now. Uh VR Chat is not.
2: Uh, got it. I got that mixed up then. Yeah,
0: Please. yeah. Unity Unity has uh built like a hub and tooling um to work on Macs. On I got about
3: To a call, actually. It was nice chatting with you guys. I'm going
0: to bounce too soon in a minute. (laughs) Is Marty Uh, back in here? Yep, yep. The pimp is back. (laughs) Um, All right. You can check out, but you can never leave. Bye
2: bye. So, how does VR chat in relation to Unity? Because I'm not that familiar with Unity Dev.
0: All of the worlds and characters are built in Unity and import it into, or maybe not all, I don't know, maybe there's another um, framework they're using, but I'm pretty sure that all of them are, are, you know, built in unity and imported there. Um, got it. Okay. The, the issue is that VR chat is only windows compatible and quest compatible. Hmm. So a lot of the, you know, um, a lot of the software that they provide for creating, They've only put out for Windows because their platform is only available on Windows. That makes it really difficult for the people that, you know, build on Mac and use a Quest. <laughs> so they're building for the Quest. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm one of those people. So,
3: yeah, I spent oh. a bunch
0: of time, like, downloading shit that I didn't need, like, updating uh, my .NET run times, fucking making sure those were right, getting the right Unity build, getting VRM to VRC converters, like all these packages. I literally spent three hours like researching this and then doing it. And then when I got to the point where everything was done, I just needed to run, build, and export. It was telling me that I was missing like some package. And when I added the package, it told me that the package was already there. Classic. (laughs) Oh, my God. So there's, like, runtime errors. um, And I don't know enough about Unity to, like, debug it and, like, go through and open it up to, like, change anything. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I've had those issues before. How long have you been uh, in VR for? Like, what's your experience with it?
0: Um, And what made you want to
2: pick up dev for
0: it? I've been casually... Well, I don't want to do, like, any general or consistent like dev for it um it was more so that i really like vr chat and i like 3d worlds i think that in the future uh a lot of the gaming will take place in 3d worlds like this um so i think vr chat is kind of like a precursor to that um Mm -hmm. There's, there are games in there that, like, people can play, and it's obviously, like, more of a social thing, but, um, yeah, so that that's always interested me. There were some people who were involved in some NFT projects a couple years ago that were really, really into um, VR and creating these, like, VR worlds. So it always kind of had my attention. And when NADA first came out, it gave me, you know, like, a a rigged, like avatar that I could use, uh, but I didn't have anything for VR chat. So I found one of the Wasi um, developers, artists named Alice, and they have some experience creating, uh, you know, VR, VRM models. Uh, so yeah, I gave her some, uh, pictures, kind of told her what I wanted and she made me one. And then I never did anything with it because I, I'm on Mac and I saw that there wasn't really an easy way for me to import it like a year and a half ago, two years ago. So I was like, all right, screw it. Like eventually I'll, there'll be a a Mac, like uh, an easy way for me to do this on Mac or there'll be an app where I can just import the VRM and use it. And like, I'll use it for that. Um, Fast forward to now, uh, Anata is building a bunch of like I shouldn't say a bunch Anata's building some 3d worlds. They did one for Halloween. That was a haunted hotel with some games and stuff in it um, that you could play. And for anyone that owns an Anata, they made them their own VRM for their, their Anata. So you could like go into this world as your Anata. It was super easy to, to load. You could either just connect your wallet that your Anata was in, or if you, you could download the VRM file and just upload the file. Um, so when I saw that it had the option for me to just upload the VRM file, I was like, oh shit, I could probably use my old, like, cozy cat one that has, like, literally the clothes that people see me in all the time. Had my, has my Yeezy slides on, uh, my Adidas jogger pants, fucking my blue, like, PlayStation sweatshirt, my chain, my watch, you know, like, it looks like me as my cat. So, um... I was like, I wonder if this will load up in here just fine. And I did, and it worked. So I was running around, playing around with it. And there, and I'm like, damn, okay. I'm uh, a bit more well-versed in like how some of these tools work. Uh, It's been a little bit, so there may be, uh, you know, more seamless or frictionless uh, tooling that's available. Let's see, you know, the best way to do this. And I looked at some videos and they seemed like they weren't too difficult. So I'm like, okay, let's, uh, so maybe take me an hour or so to like set up my environment and get comfortable with, um, kind of what I'm doing. It's not bad at all. And, uh, and yeah, it, it ended up being like maybe three hours just because I was like really into kind of looking into different things I could do with the model itself. Um, And then when I got back on track, (laughs) and and uh, it it probably took me like you know from start to finish if I would have went in if I would have read everything first and just went in to do it it probably would take me like ten minutes, Um, but I wanted to actually learn like how to move and configure my model in Unity, and this was only like my second time using Unity. So, yeah, there's nothing, like, specific that happened that made me want to get into, like, development for VR. It was more just, like, I have this model. I'd like to use it in VR chat so that I'm not using, like, robo-women and stuff as my my figurine or furries. And uh, (laughs) it's, like, the traditional, like, you know, cookie-cutter furry fox and, like, bunnies that, like, you can be in there and shit. And then, like, you know, tons of anime characters and, like, other creatures. But, like someone made that they put it in there and a ton of people use it. I want my own. That is only me, you know, to use. Right. Um, so that, that's what really sparked it. Just using the Anata like Halloween hotel with the VRM and then being like, shit, it would be really cool. Uh, my, my wife's been bitching. I don't ever use my quest lately, you know, so I have to <laughs> pull that out and start. Wife's keeping <laughs> no, now, honest. No, not really. She just like, I think she noticed it the other day and she was like, why did you even buy that thing? You never use it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I don't. It looked kind of cool. I thought I'd use it more. I thought the kids would have more fun with it, you know. Um, So (laughs) I I was using it for like an hour and a half, two hours yesterday. (laughs) And yeah, that kind of reignited it, just using VRChat again and uh, going to the Onato Hotel.
2: What do you um? What's what is there to use on it currently for like a normie? Like if I got a quest. Chat? No, just like a, if I got. A,
0: a Oh, if you got a, a quest. quest. Yeah. Oh, dude, tons of shit. Like, uh, I I definitely think that I I would probably recommend the new one, the Quest Three, if you're gonna like shell out uh, money for a quest anyway. I think it's like an extra hundred dollars or two hundred maybe. Um. But uh, there's a lot of features that kind of make it a bit better. Like, uh, I think pass through vision is like one of the big ones in the current model or in the the two, the quest two. um, you can, there is pass through, but it's like night vision almost. It's like black and white and kind of grainy. And mm-hmm. it only happens when you've exited your, uh, designated like, uh, guardian area, they call it. And, yeah. uh, it's like, you know, you're, you're, um, your play area limitations that you've seen. got it uh, in, the, <clears throat> in the new one, you can see in full color, like with a camera. Um, and you can interact with um, the elements that are provided to you, like you know, the menus and stuff, without even your controllers and seeing in color. Um, so it's kind of cool because they're the AR aspect of it, um, is much better than it was in the, the Quest 2. Um, on the quest two with the new update, they added a lot of the same features. Like you can pull in objects from your, the actual like world you're sitting in into your VR world. Um, so like, you know, if I'm, if I'm just at the, the, um, normal screen, I guess you could say when you come in it, you can pick different backgrounds. So it feels like you're like in different types of spaces, whether that be like a study hall or like a nice home or some futuristic like space station, you can set up these home bases kind of, or home spaces. And then within that, like I could use AR to pull in like my desk and uh, showcase my desk here in front of me, but then the rest of the world be the VR world. Um, So you can do that in the current one, but um, you know, looks a little better uh, in the new one. The new one also has, I think the way that the eyes are shaped are a bit different uh, because I, one of my complaints for the second one is it's really hard to get it perfectly on your face to where there's no blur from the angle that the goggles are on um, and that it feels really comfortable on your face and head. And with the new one, uh, the way that the eyes are shaped or located, it seems to not cause that as much, um, as well as I don't, I didn't see any like light coming through the bottom or top when I was fixing it in certain places. And I like full immersion, like complete, you know, not able to see a little crease of light underneath my, my nose from, uh, from those. But in regards to like what normies can do, there's, there's tons of like, um, Really fun, like free demo games, like Iron Man ones, Spider Man games, where you can like zip around the city. Uh, there's first person shooters. There's zombie games. Um, there's highly recommend uh, Super Hot. It's like a the game itself is only like a few minutes long or something, but each level, like each level, would be completed in a few seconds. But whenever you Uh, move it is I'm trying to think how it works like everything's in slow motion when you start and then as you move the uh, enemies like speed up so like you'll the level will start and like there will be some enemies like turning a corner in slow motion with their gun out getting ready to shoot you and like you have nothing so you in slow motion have to move to dodge like where they're going to shoot and also be, like, reaching to grab a weapon to, like, maybe throw at them or shoot in slow motion. And uh, that's probably the game that I, like, always go back to that's the most fun to just, like, waste time in. Um, but there's a lot of other shit, too. Like, if you're into Skyrim, there's, you know, Skyrim for VR and Quest. There's the Resident Evil games, which are pretty scary. A um, whole bunch of shit. Hmm. Sounds pretty cool. Does uh
2: is the Quest all you need or do you need a uh like computer to drive? All you, you need...
0: need. No, Quest is all you need. Quest and like now because they're pretty integrated into Facebook like you have to set up a Facebook account or uh, mm-hmm. or if not a Facebook one then a Horizon, I think. I think it's one of the two you can have. Um but I just made like a burner Facebook account and tied it to that. Nice. Um but yeah, you don't need anything else. You don't need, um, it's not like, uh, the Vive, where, you know, you have some sensors, you need your PC, maybe the Vive you don't, but I think it might be. Um,
2: I've heard of people needing like special computer setups to drive like 4k and VR. Yeah,
0: for sure. Like, you know, you're not going to get 4k on a, on a quest headset, but, um, it's definitely a fun, like VR experience. Um, And the experience is nice because there's not a lot of like accessories or dongles or cords, you know, hanging off you. It's literally just um, a cordless headset and two uh, disposable battery powered remotes. Mm -hmm. Um, And with the new update, you don't need the remotes. You can just use your fingers It like it will map out your hand. It actually looks really fucking cool. It maps out your hand, and then just like with the new Apple Watches where you can, like, tap your finger to to answer a call, you can slow press your fingers together, and it opens up, like, menus for you. So uh, instead of needing to uh, call a menu with one of the buttons or triggers, you can just, like, hold your finger together and then, you know, press one of the buttons to pull up a menu. Um, so, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. if you uh, If you're someone that enjoys um, gaming, virtual worlds, or, uh, you're just trying to look, you're looking for something that's kind of entry level, uh, in the VR like space in regards to like dollar cost. Um, I'd recommend it. It's, it's fun.
2: Where do you, I guess it'd be for NFTs or web three game. Like do you see a web three use case for VR at the moment or
0: at the moment? Uh, I don't know. Um I do, but like I don't know if you could I don't know where the monetization comes in, right? Like I think um I think the world we live in is like increasingly more and more online. Mm-hmm. And we'll you see it in like the generations under us with how much time they spend in Discord and like uh in just like their lobby chat in a game. Like they'll just like they'll be playing call of duty, but they'll add like eight people, you know, to the, <laughs> to the lobby. Cause like, they have no intention of playing. Like they're just like hanging out in there chatting. And then like maybe some people when they get off, like the other, the rest are going to play a, a squads match or something. But like, I'm like, uh, yo, know, are we going to start? And they're like, Oh no, we're waiting for these people. I'm like, well, we can't play then. Oh, we're going to split into two groups. You know, like they, they just want to chill like online. And, um, So, I do think that when you look at, you know, the quote-unquote community aspect of, like, NFTs and, like, Web3 culture, not necessarily crypto culture, but, like, Web3 culture, um, that this is very in line with where they're going, I think. Um, I see virtual worlds and, like, virtual hangouts as... um, something that a lot of these people will participate in in the future because it's a social club where like you have to think of why an- Anata is engaging and why people like it right people like it because it adds an additional element to your meetings to your calls uh, it's something that's new and fresh and like you, you don't get bored you can kind of sense emotion from the person you're talking to a bit more than uh if you were just talking to you know a a blank like pfp or a traditional red circle with a letter on it um (laughs) and with like these vr worlds um as projects start creating their own like custom social club i think that like what people treat discord as now for those types of like nft projects and like nft gated uh (laughs) dows and things like that i think they'll just use these virtual worlds because like then you're able to actually be in it you know you can like check in uh the people that you hang out with and talk to every day in the group chat are there hanging out you can sit down chat with them and it adds that additional element that anada has added to like video calls
2: yeah i uh i love what the anadas did uh with i mean just how you're saying how you use it right it's like a 3d vr almost avatar and it bums me out when in the nft craze of last cycle um how everyone just kind of treated nfts as like a i I think it's an andy warhol painting right where it's like 12 same thing but just different colors and it's it's like there's so much bigger opportunity and i think people try to mix around with like like i saw some 3d kind of nfts where like disney's first nfts was like spider-man by a pool or something and it's kind of obvious someone just like filmed it with a 3d camera and like i don't know it's like what the Anatis did is like basically it'll let you make it your persona in a way that's really personifiable and uh, i i think i'm hoping like there's obviously way more use cases out of NFTs that I'm really excited for. Like I think like tickets and like like contracts, um, where you know, like real world contracts, kind of where you can have it. Like,
0: dude, Dash uh, did it years ago, right? Like Dash was uh was patenting weed strains and putting it on chain <laughs> to remember be that. I mean because Mon yeah because Monsanto was like creating all of these new strains and was trying to like patent them to take over the weed industry, I guess, out in out West. So yeah, there were people that were using dash to like, you know, uh, essentially like notarize the creation of their, their strain. Um, and yeah, like NFTs, you know, uh, serve a purpose for this because now you can, then it's like, you can transfer, uh, uh, that like piece of IP later on. Um, Uh, Just a simple, like, receipts, right? Like, uh, it's an unalterable receipt of purchase. So I've talked a lot about, like, how I think it solves some issues for the traditional art world in, like, counterfeiting. Um, There are tons of... We only scratched the surface. And the thing is, like, uh, that the only use case that got highlighted when NFTs became popular were uh, gated access and pictures, yeah, the JPEGs, and all of them are
2: like pointing to an S3 bucket or something. It was pretty, pretty like gated incredible. access yeah.
0: is a big, big thing though, right? Like because totally. Totally. as much as I don't, as much as I dislike uh, Gary V and like V friends and stuff, um, it worked. You know, like it that uh, type of experience offering is appealing to the masses. You know, he he sold tons of those. He gets tons of people to come to him, and for them, even though they were down uh, significantly on the purchase because they purchased it. Um, they didn't purchase it to resell it. Um, and I think a lot of people that are trading <laughs> NFTs, uh, that part of it confuses them because like, they don't understand that there are people that do buy some of this stuff just to buy it. You know, like they, they buy it as a product. It's not always a, uh,
2: speculative it's- trade.
0: Yeah, it's not always something that you're speculating <clears> on. I, I got asked that like I used to get asked that often when I because I talk about it a lot and they're like you know, when they when they launched they you know had the, uh, what is it Meta? When they launched, Metadrop, they did Drop, Meta Drop. Yeah, it was you a Meta Drop yeah. um, auction. It was one of the Dutch auctions, and yeah, they were like five ETH. Um, so. At that time, like I was telling everyone, like, if you buy these on auction, like you should be prepared for what will happen because like MetaDrop is designed uh, not to set the optimal floor price for speculators to come in. It's designed to maximize the amount of money that the project makes uh, during the sale. Yeah. And (laughs) uh, that's not a bad thing, right? Like, I mean, a project should be trying to maximize for longevity. Um, but if you're a purchaser and you were buying because of FOMO and you're buying it to, uh, <laughs> to, just to speculate to sell later, you, you probably got wrecked. Um, so I used to have people ask me that all the time, like, oh yeah, but did you make your money back from Monadas? And I'm like, I didn't buy them to like to trade them. Uh, I bought them because I thought it was a cool idea. I bought a guy and a girl, like, I minted three of them at, um, uh, at the time of launch, a guy, two <clears throat> girls, I got an honorary. And then as like the price was, was going down, I was buying them here and there. And, uh, for like sponsorship stuff, right? Like if there was an artist that was like making us some stuff and they were like, I want to start streaming, uh, then I would get a, take one of my Anada's and I'd send it to them to use for a little while. Um, so I was just helping people like use Anada because I found it useful. It wasn't because Anada was paying me. Uh, they didn't tell me like, we'll make you an honorary if you do X, Y, or Z. Um, there was nothing like that. It was just like, I'm someone who's on calls, uh, you know, all throughout the week. And I hate the fact that like, I want to protect my identity, but it makes these calls kind of awkward and like boring. Um, yeah. So it seemed like a cool way to kind of, to solve that. And it has been, like I said, like every, every call I get on where it's the first time they've seen one, the first like few minutes is them just like talking about how cool it is um, and asking questions about it. Um, and I've never had anyone like, why the fuck are you wearing that? Can you please take that off? Uh, you know, you know, like no one's ever said that. It's always, <laughs> it's always been like, damn, that that's really cool. Like, uh, I'm gonna have to go look at those. <laughs> It's actually been on my
2: mind all this call. <laughs> no, <I'm joking.
0: laughs> I've been frozen for the last twenty minutes, That's and I and true. if I do it, I have to do to fix it. It's gonna it's gonna cut the stream. Uh-oh. Uh oh. So I'll I figured I'd just leave him frozen for now. Yeah, um,
2: the vibes are cozy. I am so fucking excited, and I I'm absolutely positive on the use case It's like Ticketmaster. The NFTs technology is so fucking amazing for event tickets it's insane well,
0: ticket is supposed to do it already i don't want them to do them. it i or want live nation anybody else yeah.
2: to do it just like fix the Ticketmaster hellhole the hellscape of concert tickets right now like people I, like i know people actually that um in the last right now the body and secondary scammed. market
0: is insane yeah they
2: like they got bad tickets at the at the venue like You need a way to check that a ticket's valid when it's given to you. And that alone is huge. Uh, Some way to, like, scan a QR code on a ticket and have it point to um, an NFT. Verify
0: that it was minted by Ticketmaster minting uh, factory. (laughs) But, like,
2: yeah, I don't know. That's, like, a space that's... You need somebody with a ton of fucking money that can just take the time to take those guys head on as well as a ton of fundraising because you've got to find a way to get into all of their, um, event venue deals where it's like, we'll run your tickets, but you only use us for like 20 years. Um, but yeah, no, that's like, that is the craziest thing. And I've got some other more realistic ideas that I am personally going to look into when, uh, when I make it double big on this, uh, upcoming cycle. That's
0: That's when you drop, Bathtubtoaster.finance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. We'll be, uh, well, bathtub toast. It's for the bear market. <laughs> we'll be, uh, we'll be V toasted, very, very toasted for the, uh, the VX toasty. As we, as we yeah, yeah. As we start, you
0: know, toasted for, we simply remain cozy in the bowl of the bear. There is no try. There's only There's be cozy. no
3: try.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I, cozy's um, great.
0: I'm up uh, 0. .000046 cents today. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you guys do this nine to five shit. To be honest. <laughs> All right. All right uh, let's wrap it up. We're uh, quite a bit over for the day, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Gabo Hound slash bathtub toaster slash.
2: Man of mystery.
0: Man of mystery. I'm like, what is your what is your TD now? Brad, broad, bread. bread, bread,
2: like a loaf of bread spelled wrong. Yeah,
0: like a loaf of bread without the a. I knew it was like some. I knew it was some word that was familiar, but it was missing a letter, and that's why yeah. I was like, is it is it like brand? And it was supposed to be like <laughs> brawn. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, man. I uh, I dropped you a link. Feel free to pop in any day. Um, Thanks, man. I'm going to. Get some premium shit done, and then venture back into the world of uh, 3D modeling. See if I can fix this myself. Um, gonna be, I'm gonna become a runtime error expert by the end of the day. <laughs> is, there's no bigger
2: pain. It's I, dude. I literally had that same thing you talk about happen. It says the is missing, and then you fix it, and then it's like there's another issue that it was never the dependency at all. It was already there, and it was something else. Well, the first
0: thing is my path was all fucked up. Uh, we and call it dependency when I, hell. Yeah, when, <laughs> I, when I switched to using a Z- Z- ZSH terminal, it like messed up. Well, it might have been when I updated uh, to whatever the newest version of Mac is but none of my commands were working anymore so that was like the first thing i had to figure out and then and that was super simple just like switch it back to bash and it works <laughs> but like that caused me like a huge headache for a little i'm like why are none of my why does no command work right now and um yeah easy fix uh but then you know you run into like all these compatibility issues because like you're not using the version of Unity that works best with this version of VR chat that's VRM converter only works with that version of VR chat. Like it's just fucking stupid. Yeah. That's we shall come out on top. The
3: fix
2: in <laughs> issue after two hours and find out you weren't even able to use it at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. I literally gave I, I, I was just that. defeated last night. It was like after I I started, uh, when, I, when I finally looked at the clock and it had been like almost three hours later, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to bed. Fuck this. Yeah. Shutting everything down right now. <laughs> yeah, I
2: don't, that's like, I don't miss dev work at all because of that specific type of thing. missing same shit. Oh, but yeah.
0: We'll wrap it up there. Good chatting today. We'll See you back tomorrow. Later, you boys and you girls.